Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics for sometime in February. I'm going to say the 21st. Correct. That sounds like a that sounds about right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Another one. Um, and uh, and <laughs> DJ Khaled. <laughs> Sorry, is a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably. Uh, yes. Hey, everybody. Um, and uh, we're going to be talking about comics, and I'm not going to be doing video because I'm too lazy. I'm fucking exhausted. I mean, and it'll get us out of here before 10 o'clock. Yeah, I'm exactly. Fine. And I'm having a bad face day. It's oh, just, I mean, it is. Just your face is terrible today. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, completely. Um, Jesus, just, like dude. one side. That might actually. Did you get stung by bees? I did, in <laughs> fact. Were you covered in bees? I was. Uh, yes. Don't tell anyone. Um, so, yeah, that's a thing. And we're doing stuff and we're going to yeah. talk comic books. We're going to have a good time. Uh, actually, there's so many good comics this week. Yeah. I was really happy with the comics this week and I did not get to read anywhere near as many books as I wanted to. But guess what? We're starting with one that I loved, which is a little <laughs> thing called Alien Black, White, and Blood number one. Yes, this is how you make a fucking alien comic. Thank you, God. Do you, do you can you guess what my problem is with this issue? That there's green in it, and <laughs> I swear to God, that is the one thing about this that I was like, "You're genius." The green looks so fucking. It does. Good. It does. I love specifically the one story that's mostly green. Mm. That was the best story in it's it. So beautiful. But I'm like, it's black, white, and blood, and also green. Ah, but guess what? Guess what, buddy? What? Guess what color xenomorph blood is? Pew, pew, pew. It's green. That's right. It doesn't say black, white, and red. It says black, white, and blood. It just xenomorphs have green blood, so. I agree. I think they could have leaned into the greenishness. I wish. I do wish that they had had been on board with all the other (laughs) I also like that it's uh, to be continued. There's like serialized stories within. That's a different. That's clever. It is. Yeah, this is this is definitely awesome. It's like one of my. I honestly, it's a good week for the Alien Predator universe because, mm. and I will get to that later. But uh, yeah, high, high, high marks for Alien Black, White, and Blood. Uh, and we got a facsimile of number two fifty three of Amazing Spider Man. Is that the first appearance of the Rose? Who I think so. Shit? Yeah, I don't know. You know what's the, the coolest <laughs> thing about this? I think we have these for like five bucks in our bin. The thing that's cool about it is that Rick Leonardi drew it, and that's the thing that guaranteed no one is picking it up for. But uh, I would, I would almost guarantee that as a as a person who owns a comic shop and doesn't know who that is, what I do not I'm, know who Rick well, Leonardi number is. Number one, I'm bad at my job. <laughs> number two, Literally. I am. T- Terrible at remembering anyone's name for oh, anything. Name blindness. I have horrible troubles remembering names of creators. It is awful. Well, I wish I had known at the time that this would be something that people gave a shit about years later because I definitely had this comic. Oh. And uh, I'll give you one. I think I, <laughs> I think I have. I think I have like I twenty copies. One thing I don't need is excuses to own more comics. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't remember this being a terribly spectacular comic, to be I mean, quite frank. They facsimmed it. Apparently. I mean, because the Rose is becoming a slightly more important character. Le Rose. Thanks to Gang War. Gang War. Uh, it's, it makes sense. It's, it's a good time to reprint this. It, hmm. uh, so, whatever. Uh, anyway, Animal Pound number two. Is like, depressing. If you like sad stories about animals. <laughs> if you like sad stories about animals. Uh, I didn't even crack the cover on this yeah, one. Yeah, no, I I know how this Sorry, is. Tom King. I, exactly. I know where this is going. I know what it's about. If you are somebody who can handle this, more power to you. 
when it yeah. comes to when it comes to sad stories about animals or robots, you can count me the fuck out. Yep. And if you combine the two of them, like in We Three, you can double count me out. Oh, mm. I see. Now I'm not in that same. I camp. know. I know. We've gone over this, and we I have. know that you love it. But long term listeners will hurts know me. Hurts that I think it hurts my We soul. Three is one of the greatest comic books of all time. I, I wouldn't argue with you. on Also, that point. it ends happy. Spoiler. Fair. That's true. It has Fair. a happy ending. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe I didn't get to the ending because I was too busy crying my eyes out. Mm. Uh, who knows? I don't Just know. like I was in <laughs> Batman me, 144. <laughs> I'm honestly like, this was like a fucking time waster. Yeah, like, I agree. I, like, I don't. It's, it's so confusing like to yeah, read no, as I'm a not, single issue. It's so funny that this became one of these like big like resale, like yeah. Every one of these is selling for well, money. This, and this one is like a big one because it's like the first appearance of like this weird Joker character thing. Who cares? I mean, someone cares. I mean, people people definitely care. Someone cares. Guaranteed. I don't know why. You should pull them all and sell them for twice cover yeah, price. I was just, no, I was just reading because uh, I'm just like going through back issues and sometimes I, I pull something and I can't stop myself from reading it. Mm. Uh, the Marvel versus DC. Uh, I had I I pulled issue four of that out of the bins because we had a out of out of my back issues. Yeah, we had one of the fancy DC Universe variant Ooh. covers, which is more expensive for stupid reasons. Cool. But anyway, I read it, and the the Joker character is the hyena. Yes, and it is the ugliest character <laughs> I've ever seen. Who is the Joker character? He's supposed to be like the Joker mixed with. So the Batman think, is like Wolverine yeah, and I Batman. I think it's Sabretooth. So it's Sabretooth. I assume so. It doesn't really track because the way that it looks, it looks like he's combined with uh, the Wonder Woman's villain, uh, the Cheetah. Oh. Like he's got like cheetah spots. Yeah. But, but in reality, I assume because he's constantly antagonizing Bat Wolverine. Bat Wolverine. It's probably their their two nemesi. I would that's say. That. Yeah. I, for me, the 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 amalgam character to, uh, of that is the animated series one that they did. Oh, absolutely. That cool. And that's also like that's the one that you can't get. That's like oh. the that is the most expensive of that series. Well, soon I saw the news that they're going to be doing an omnibus of both. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, DC Marvel omnibus I, on the on the horizon. I could conceivably see myself owning that. <laughs> I could conceivably see myself owning a facsimile newsprint paper edition of The Legends of the Dark Claw. I would I, buy oh, that. I loved that. that but was great. the thing is, is that when it came out, it was on glossy paper. So yeah. that's one of the reasons why I can't kind of kick myself. Like I didn't buy any of the amalgams because they were all on glossy paper. And I was like, fuck glossy paper. I hate it. Fair. Uh, what do we have after that? We got Batman Superman, the world's finest. Bats up. Bats up. Yeah, and, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it ties directly into Kingdom Come. Yes. Literally, like, this is like the, they found a way to to directly yep. tie into Kingdom Come. Yep. This is the thing. That's um, good. And we have the uh, DC Presents Batman Wayne Family Adventures graphic novel. Oh. Adorable. Gorge. It's a big food fight. Um, nice. We've got the the Blade graphic novel, Mother of Evil. I love this series. I've really been enjoying it. Uh, if you want to read a Blade series, I can't think of a better one, to be quite frank. Uh, Blade has not had a ton of really good comics, to be honest. It's true. Uh, it's 
I like the stuff from Tomb of Dracula, but after that, there's not a lot. And back his look is definitely super dated from that series. Oh, it's. I mean, I love it. It's my favorite. It's so dated because I remember everybody back then was dressed like that, with the visors, (laughs) visors and wooden stakes. Yeah. Oh, his look is terrible, but I love it. I mean, it's. It's like watching. I mean, he is a black exploitation character. There's no question about it. Totally. And and seeing him in that respect, it's it's actually him being dated is great. It's interesting to me the Marv Wolfman um, connection to uh, like bringing characters of color into mainstream comics, but also being like just kind yeah. of such a product of its time. Yeah, of course. It, 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 you know, you got to give him credit, but also like, oh, dude, you didn't well, really I, get it. I mean, of course, but I mean, that's that is the problem. I mean, that is why you don't have that situation anymore. Why we kind of have begged off from the whole idea of, you know, having white people writing, you know, yeah, black stories because it's it is a Sorry, little weird, and it also is like. It's just it just doesn't work right. I mean, because you do want you want the culture to be represented in the in the story. Yeah. But if you even slightly betray it in any way, you look like an asshole. So correct. Have it not be. Yeah. Marv Wolfman. <laughs> but I mean, that said, but Blade, at the time, so Blade has product a... of its time did did well. Did. And this this is a much more monstery horror-y take. Nice. Really fun. Lots of demons, lots of fun stuff. It's it's a blast. I love this series. Um, I really wish they had gone more into the uh, into the vampire town thing that they were doing in Chernobyl, but they kind of mm. eh, yeah. Well, now it. we're leading into this new yes vampire war. Yeah, which is really fun. I mean, there's a I can't wait. There's a big team up. Did you see how prominently Tiger is featuring in this thing? No, I didn't. That's so into cool. it. <laughs> and speaking of uh, Tigras. Well, let me tell you, Blasphemous has quite the Tigra in it. I d- you know what? I'm really not. I'm phoning sure in fine. my transitions. Yeah. Uh, this honestly, if you're gonna pick up a, if you like Merca Andolfo, this is probably one of the best things I've seen her do. Blasphemous. It looks interesting. It does. Uh, and yes, Blasphemous. Uh, blasphemous. And it's it's cool. Uh, it it actually looks like. Like her art is at a higher level than I've seen it for a while. Uh, like it, a big square comic. Yeah, and, and it's also a big square comic. It's a big which square is, comic. But like, if you're into it, you're gonna like it. Yeah. Uh, finally, all of our prayers have been answered. At least mine. Guess who's got a plush? <laughs> Why? Yes, Ooh. that is motherfucking dupe. That's right. Oh, that is a I'm looking plush at it right now. dupe that you are looking at right now. A Bleacher Creatures plushy dupe. Yep. X-Men Kuricha plush. Very confusing because he's clearly an X-Force creature, but whatever. That's I funny. like I like the treatment. It's I'm holding it's I'm holding the plush dupe in my hand <laughs> currently and it is very soft and very pleasing. Yes, he looks he has like stitched eyes. He looks like a rejected character from Veggie Tales and uh, <laughs> Zorda. He's got like a nodjuled head. <laughs> he's very knobbly. Uh, I like him. He's very soft and and pleasing to yes. us. <laughs> so like if him. you're a fan of a plush and you're a fan of a dupe. And if you're not a fan of a dupe, what's going on? Come on. Yeah, I know, right. What happened to you? You're heart? dumb. Uh, anyway, Bone Orchard Tenement number 9 of 10. Tenement. 
people fucking love this book. I wish I was reading it, honestly. I missed out on it because I hadn't read the last thing from Bone Orchard, and I was like, uh, I'll skip it, and everyone says it's the best thing going. So, oopsie. Sorry about my chair noise. Uh, Captain Marvel, number five, is a comic that no one's reading. I skipped it. Uh, Catwoman, number 62, is a comic. I read it. I'm super not into this current storyline. It's like, it makes me so mad. Yep. Nobody else is either. It's definitely- Well, it's just like, I'm sorry. I don't like care. Like, it's Catwoman. She steals jewels. It's, mm-hmm. I don't care if she interacts with the best, the cat god from Egypt. And Nope. And then also just this whole shit with, with Amanda Waller is like- it's just like a bad read of the character. Like yeah, DC's like quadrupling down on Amanda Waller as like the big bad. It's just it's not it's not going to work out DC in the long run. It's you're basically just scapegoating this like powerful black character yeah. into it's being true. like a villain for no reason. Like you yeah. could pick anyone to fill this role and it, like this one character who has no history at all like I mean maybe there's some story wise way that they're gonna like play it out where it's like not really her or something but like that's the only way you can salvage this show. No this is this is it's a bad look and it's also just not not fun and I also just don't like the character I've I never like the really character cared about fine like Suicide Squad's classic like I love never Amanda Waller as like the head of Suicide Squad oh, but sure. it's like the whole point. But Suicide Squad is such a such a tertiary series. Eh. And I like that it's tertiary. That's I, spoken from keep... a person who doesn't read DC Comics. Really, you you like to see you like to see Suicide Squad up front where they're dead shots going after Batman and like yeah oh fuck that absolutely I, I just like, like I like the... them to be on their own off in the distance but oh, I do also yeah. okay I'm I... not I'm not a DC guy but I don't like to see them be the force that drives the DC universe. I see your point there. And I, I can't argue with that. I just, I think that Amanda Waller is a good guy just who has motives that don't align with your typical good guy. And, to make her just a villain who oh, wants to yeah, yeah. randomly oh, kill millions of people, just like it just doesn't track. Like I absolutely I don't agree. Get it. I don't get what where they're going with it. And it's like now like a year into this fucking storyline where it's like all hinging on this shit. It's like it has to be that someone's controlling her. And then like that in itself is just like we'll get to that actually. We'll get to the like character being controlled thing that yeah. like um when we get to S. Okay. Well, let's talk about Cemetery Kids Don't Die. I liked it. I did too. Uh, this is definitely going to be somebody's favorite book this week. Um, it wasn't mine. No. But it is, it's definitely, if you're looking for something that is like a YA adventure comic in another world that's like, it's like YA for adults. Like it, it definitely doesn't read like a kid's comic, but it is also Adventures of Kids. It's deeply rooted in gaming culture, yes, which is very what much. didn't make it work for yep. me because I am not rooted in that culture. Yeah. But it's cool. The story seems good. The art is good. And it has like the B cover is by James Stokoe. So like yeah. there's a lot of things going for it. I agree. Uh, I think it's yeah, I think it's a good read. And I think it's uh, I think it's well illustrated and all that stuff. So I think I think if that if like the idea of kids stuck in a survival horror game is your bag yeah. and it's done. Uh, the other thing is that it's like it's that kind of like it's not 
it's not like brutal horror, but the horror moments do stand out. It's like that kind of PG-13 horror from the 80s where you're like, oh shit, that was actually scary in this moment. Yeah. Like some of the creature designs are great. Definitely, great. definitely. Oh yeah, that one at the end yes. where it's hanging from hanging the ceiling. Hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, yes, yeah that's that one, one was really about. cool. I would say this Beautiful. is like like a, a sci-fi horror for fans of that Emma Roberts movie where she's like competing in the video game for her life. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh man, I've seen that movie twice because Allie loves it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't know it. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, we've got Children of the Vault, the trade paperback, which is a series I love. Right. We have Cobra Commander number two. Cobra Commander. Which is, I mean, you got the Dreadnoughts coming in, so who fucking cares? You know you're going to love it. Come yeah. on. They're no, the best. No, it's good. Uh, we've got Critical Role, Tales of Exandra, Artigan number two, and Daredevil number six, mm. with one of the weirdest B covers I've ever seen. Does it have that white costume? Uh, no, it has it has an Elmer Fudd looking gigantic uh, kingpin looking <sighs> over the city as Daredevil swings. It's the, one of those ninety seven, like the the X Men ninety seven variants. I would say if if there is a speculator corner for people who buy comics that are based on new costume versions being debuted, maybe you should check this one out because there's sure. a new Daredevil costume yep. in it. This book is way too Catholic for me. <laughs> we got uh, we got some restocks of Death Note and Demon Slayer, blah, blah, blah. Nice. But uh, we've got Edge of Spider-Verse number one, which is obviously number one, 2024. They've been like 67 yeah. of these fucking things. Yeah. Uh, but this one stood out as a particularly good issue. Yeah, nice new debut character with Peter Parker as like if he were part of the Weapon program, yeah. the Weapon Plus program. And he's um, an asshole. Yeah, he is a fucking prick and he's got six eyes. He does. Yeah, it's a weird design. Not eight eyes. Or however many. Yeah, I, I think count he has eight. But uh, I don't know how many he's got. He's got a bunch. He's got like he's got, his, bunch of he's got like a Cyclops visor, but his Cyclops visor is just covering up his extra spider eyes. Just to make people a little more comfortable looking at him. And he fucking murders the shit out of Wolverine in it. And, yep. and Captain America. Oh, spoiler. Oh, but yeah, it. sure. I mean, he's a murderer. He, does. he, he murders. Fucking spikes him right in the brain. Yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I think this character. Some good one-liners. Uh, this character is interesting because yeah. it is. He's like a, he's going to be, I think, I think he might actually have a future. Oh yeah, they're definitely, there's, there's no way he's not on the A cover for like, because they think he's like Spider Bite is also in that. And that's a character that's actually from the Spider-Verse movie. So, um, the fact that weapon eight or whatever he is, weapon 10 or whatever his weapon number is. Eight. Eight. Yep. Because of spider eyes. Eight. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Spider legs. Uh, and we've got, uh, actually, there's some really good variants. Scotty Young did not phone this one in. No, so it's a Scotty nice Young one. one is beautiful, and it has spider punk on it, so I love it. And, and there's an actual dedicated spider punk cover, which I loved. Nice. So pretty good. Uh, just for anybody who's listening who missed out on it, uh, I did forget to order Eerie Archives Volume 4. Uh. I skipped straight to 5. Somebody came in and was like, where's your copy of 4? I want it. And I was like, what the hell? I have failed as a horror co- horror-based comic shop. You mean you missed that one of 400 yeah, pages of previews? Yeah. But uh, there it is. So it's here now. Uh, so you can get that. Nice. And speaking of horror, Elvira meets H.P. Lovecraft. <laughs> I hope they don't talk about his cat. Um, I don't know what that means. 
Uh, don't look it up. That's I won't. Fine. Um, he's a racist. If it's anything to do with Woody, like if it's anything as if it's anywhere near as bad as the Woody Guthrie story about cats, I don't want to look it no, up. No, it's just that he's a racist and oh, okay. he had a terrible name for his cat. Oh, uh, yeah, because he's he was. I mean, he was, he was a mentally ill weirdo and, from the 1910s. From the yeah, it's, <laughs> and he was he was existing in a very racist time. Yeah. But the problem with the problem with Lovecraft and is that. He was more racist than the people of the time. Like he seemed mm. to go out of his way to be very racist. Like you yeah. don't put the end. Like when you find out that Tesla name. was like really into um, euthanasia and stuff. Yes, like, exactly. You know, or not euthanasia. Uh, uh, um, what is it called? Eugenics. Eugenics. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's like yeah, and then at electricity. Oh, he's so much cooler than Thomas Edison. It's like not nah, sure there's, about there's that. <laughs> he was had some ideas that were bad. Anyway. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm hey. willing to read his newsletter. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oof. Uh, let's see. Firepower number. Oh, 30. it's the final. I think it's the final issue. It's really thick and it ends very concretely. It's really thick and chunky. It's thick and chunky. Uh, God's number five or G O D S yeah. number five. God. Oh, <laughs> damn shit. <laughs> I don't know. I can't read this. God, oh, shit. damn, stop. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I uh, I picked it up. I opened to like to page two and my eyes started to cross and yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, no. I can't fucking do it. It's like I read that he's doing a Doctor Doom miniseries and I'm like all about it. Like I will I definitely will buy the shit out of a Jonathan Hickman Doctor Doom that Sanford Green is drawing. Absolutely. <gasps> I didn't know that. Oh yeah, my God. dude. It's going to be fucking great. He's going to fight Galactus. I never know Boom. every time Sanford Green draws something. I don't know. He's all over the place these days. Um, yeah, awesome. Gods. But the people who love this series absolutely love it. Like I hear people talk to me about it constantly and I'm Oof. like, just like, I can't That's... figure it out. <laughs> Normally I'm jealous of the fact that you own a comic <laughs> shop, but, uh, in that instance, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I, it's just, it baffles me. Maybe I'm an idiot. Anyway, G.I. Joe, real American hero number 304. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's Very a real hot. American hero. Yeah. There's 12 snake eyes in it. <laughs> Is that enough, though? I think there's only two. Oh. Uh, yes, one's a lady and one's a man. One is a lady. Whoa, 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 she's a lady. Snake eyes. Uh, Godzilla rivals Mothra versus Mogera. Yes, if I didn't already own this Mothra comic, I would totally be into this. I love me a Mothra. Yeah, Mothra's uh, the best. And we have a, we have, oh, we also have a figure. We've got the Godzilla 2004 vinyl figure which is pretty Ooh. awesome we've got green lantern number 87 the facsimile edition can i just say that the people making the john stewart comic that was out this week should just read this comic book rediscover how fucking awesome john stewart was in his original appearances and course correct yeah i uh I can't argue. Man, this is like, if you like a fact, I mean, I know there's people that are like, that's all they buy is facsimile editions nice. now, which is great. I love that. And I love that DC is doubling down on the, yeah. they're still on newsprint. Like, thank you. Thank you for Clearly doing you that. you don't follow a bunch of colorists online because. 
I don't. My feed is full of colorists losing fuck what colorists losing think. their minds about the way that these are being treated. Uh, well, they should be losing their minds about the fact that they're not color correcting the ads because that's the only problem I have with the coloring on this. It's so funny. One of the people, one of them, like literally put a side by side comparison, and he's like, "Look at this tragedy," and I was like, "It's like a, it it's like a spot the difference." Where I was like, "I don't." Yeah, also, which one is which? The tragedy is the one that's on glossy paper. Like, like and I will fight anyone who has <laughs> that opposite opinion of that. I literally like, don't know the difference. It is absolutely. I mean, shit that like, looks good on glossy paper is colored for digital. It's yes. colored to be on a screen. Yeah. Like that's why you do it that way. Like it doesn't look good on a printed page. There's no. You just can't argue it. It doesn't look good. It, like if it's I shiny, because I think it looks good. <laughs> doesn't and tons of our customers think that they look better and they're like disappointed when they see newsprint it happens I'll all the time never fucking get all it i will never get I know. it It absolutely like it is it is the hill that you are definitely going to die on but i am not but the thing is is that i am not alone on this hill well yeah but it's mostly it's mostly old guys though like I don't think new comic fans yeah, are because, feeling that way. Oh, I don't because know because they've never seen it. I mean, it's definitely younger people it. than I am. Really? That really, yeah, absolutely fascinating. It does. I like. I, it doesn't bother me. I dislike the reflective quality of the paper. Yes, I will admit that. I mean, that alone is the winning sure. argument. That's fair. it's like I don't want to hold my comic in a weird position so that I can see it the way it should be seen. Like it's on newsprint. Yeah, it's like it's true. It does uh, almost, you know what? I could definitely, I could definitely see this as a conspiracy to move everything to digital. But it is absolutely. I like, I like conspiracies, so that's the way I'll go. I don't think it's even a conspiracy. I mean, things that are colored for glossy are colored for digital. Like that's they are. Like I look at a modern Marvel comic, and then I'll, I'll be like, this looks like shit, and then I see it online, and I'm like, this looks great. Yep. It looks great online because it's it, there's no built-in reflection. There's yep. no That's true. it's designed to be illuminated from behind. Like if you could design these comics so that they were lit from behind, <laughs> like then absolutely I'd be all for it. All right. Uh Green Lantern War Journal. It's not good. It's not. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy Annual. I did not read it. Forgot to read it. Uh Haunted Girl number 4. I did not read the first 3 issues, so I do not know what's going on. Same boat. Uh Holy Roller number 4. I, Not interested. Uh, I have the same. It could be good. I have the exact same issues that Bob has with uh, <laughs> with glossy paper. <laughs> I have with putting celebrities on comic books. So yeah. that that is my personal I just, vendetta. There are certain things that like translate well to superhero gimmicks, like. But there are certain things that don't like, and and I know that people will fight me on this, like NFL Super Pro. That's a dumb superhero hook. Like, it works when it's the fridge in G.I. Joe because yep. it's just like a big metal yeah, yeah. football on the end yeah, of a yeah. stick, which makes, okay, that's a weapon that you sure. could use. But, like, gearing up like a super football guy yeah, makes yeah. No, no sense. No, it's stupid. Bowling is another one where well, I'm right. just kind of like, the bowler is funny in Mystery Men because well, it's absurd. Well, that's the thing is that this is supposed to be absurd and it's supposed to be being played like that. And it's like, yeah, well, we already had that. He's called the bowler and he was from the fucking mystery man. <laughs> yes. Like it was a character that was already created. Yes. Like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but yes. I don't know. I, it's just like someone was who never read a fucking flaming Kara comic was again, like, hey, what about a bowling superhero? That's never been done. A hey, dude. Have you seen mystery men? 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a movie. It bothers me. Yeah, no. Uh, Holy a, Roller is not a hit for and, me. And we are definitely seeing more of it. And believe me when I say it is only going to get worse. Mm. Uh, my wife was at a uh, at a horror convention, at a horror writers convention, and uh, both, and I believe it was Joe Hill and his brother were both there, and they were like, oh, yeah. If you want to get a movie made, just make a comic book. And it's like, don't say that. But that's also not true. Because no, if that was true, true, like, you know, a million uh, different no, things that are comic books would also no, be I films. Know. It's so stupid. But it's, it's I, I think it's easy to easier yeah. for someone like Joe Hill. Yes. Who like has a built in like. But think about how hard it was for Lock and Key to get made. It failed like six times before it got made. Yeah. But now that he's in, he yeah. can make whatever he wants. And the easiest way to sell it is to make a comic book. And I get that. That's for him. But like for the him. idea of telling that to like up and coming writers is absurd. No. That's like. Yeah. And there's like definitely a bunch of up becoming writers who want to hear that. Yeah. So maybe it's like a thing where it's like he's monetizing it or something and he's like got his Joe Hill message of buy the Joe Hill tapes. I mean, <laughs> and he'll tell you how to make it big in Hollywood. Jack. Whatever, he's making a ton of money. He and is. I dad, like Joe Hill. When his dad dies, he's going to inherit a trillion dollars. So it's <laughs> like... Hey, I he mean, could also probably just convince people that he was his dad. They really look similar. I, he absolutely could. Yeah. Um, be like, I'm actually just make put gray in his hair and be like, I'm Stephen King. It's me. I didn't die. I don't my, know. My son Joe Hill died. I don't know if I. I don't know if I told you the the story of me being a horrible super fan, <laughs> and Joe Hill came into the store and I was like, Oh hey, you're Joe Hill. That's cool. And he was like, Yeah, you got you got lock and key stuff. I'll sign it. And I was like, Oh that's cool. Yeah, we got a bunch of that stuff. Blah blah. blah. And I was like, Oh my wife owns a bookstore and she carries a ton of your books. Uh, I'll walk you over. And so I just walked him over to the green hand and uh, his phone rang and he was like, oh, hey, mom. And I was like, give me that. <laughs> I just I almost was like, I'm going to fucking steal your phone and talk to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, oh, my God, if I just knocked that phone out of his hand and grabbed it, he's Tabitha's just sitting on the fucking beach with Stephen King. And I was like, whoa, uh, I need to calm down. <laughs> yeah, totally. I um, I worked at uh, Tabitha Jean's restaurant oh, yeah, yeah. back in the day. I was a dishwasher there. Yep. And Tabitha came in one time, and I was like, definitely like, hmm, yeah, this is Tabitha King. Dude, cool. th- there are very few people. It sucks because I'm like the only person in Maine who's never met Stephen King. Oh, I never met him, but I did. I can claim to many times having seen him. As a child, yeah. like when I was oh, a child, yeah, yeah. because he was always walking around yep. in the town where my grandparents I lived. have never even like like seen him on the street, and I lived in Bangor for a while. So oh, wow. No, I insane. saw him all the time. Like, In fact, I think he frequented the place where I first used to buy Back Issue Comics, which was a bookstore called Lippincott Books yep. uh, oh, yeah. in Bangor, and they had these cool bins, like they had you know just back issue comics it was one of the only places back then it was kind of pre-comic book stores yep when i was a kid and i'm pretty sure that the reason i saw stephen king as much as i did was because i was going to lippincott yep. books where he was probably coming from and he used to just sit walk down the side sidewalk with a book like directly in yep. front no and when he got hit by the car i definitely was like i'm not surprised yeah like he was on some country road like not surprised like yeah. dude was completely fucking oblivious yeah yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Stephen King. Amazing. Maine. Stephen King. He's from Maine. He's from uh, Maine. That's where we live. Do you, re- <laughs> not to continue this diversion, <laughs> but you know Kimmy. 
uh, Convery. Yeah, yeah. I just saw her, actually, <laughs> um, right before the podcast. She had a shtick. She had this joke that she would send to her friends, and I think she posted them online, too. Uh, and it was just a joke that she would send that she was like about hanging out with Stephen King. And so she'd like Photoshop these things of like her, like water skiing with Stephen King on her shoulders and like <laughs> all this other really funny stuff. And it was really great. Nice. It was a great little shtick. And we got a fucking text from her one night and it was like hanging out with Stephen King at this fundraiser and like exclamation points. And it was like, that's not photoshopped. And it was like, no, no, really. I actually met him this time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and she like literally hung out with Stephen King all night long at a fundraiser. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, I hate nice. you so much. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway. Also, Kimmy Convery, great uh, artist. Amazing uh, artist. I don't know what her, what's her Instagram. We should shout it out. Oh, God. I'll look it up. Okay, please do. Um, so we have these amazing things that have come in. Uh you know those old like boxing nun puppets and those stupid mm. things? Yes. Well, we have Killer Clowns from Outer Space shorty boxing I puppet. Saw those. And a pumpkin head boxing puppet. Ooh. I'm very sorry. Exciting. That was a Simpsons thing that I like this. <laughs> the new iPhone makes you Jesus Christ. It turn makes you turn audio. off silent. Like oh. it turns it off automatically. You have to, like I'm used to just always my phone being on silent. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. Um Incredible Hulk number nine is out. Oh, it's so good. And it's, um, uh, oh, fuck. I pulled it out to look at the. So there was a few months ago, Gail Simone uh, posted this thing that was like, hire this guy. He's a really good comic artist. And, um, (laughs) and he's a, I think he's a, uh, a retired football, like British football. Oh wow! Player. Okay, that's weird. And his name is, I believe, Danny Earls. That's a very that's a very British footballer name. Danny Earls, and so he ended up getting work nice. from that, and he drew this I issue mean, of Hulk, and it's a, really good. That's a good looking issue of Hulk too. Yeah, so. yeah, he's a great artist. Um, so I was really into this because I like this comic in general. Oh yeah. But I was psyched to see this person who just was like, I retired from playing football, and I really like to draw, and got weird. Gail Simone's attention on Twitter or whatever, and like that it translated that's into amazing. him getting work at Marvel doing Hulk. That's, that's amazing. Really great. Uh, we've got the trade paperback for Jean Grey, Flames of Fear. I don't know what that means. I don't really either, but it's that most recent Jean Grey miniseries. Oh, gotcha. Uh, we got uh, John Constantine, Hellblazer, Dead in Dead America, America, number two. Yep, that was yep. a good one. See me pronouncing it like uh, Alan Moore does? I like it. I'm, I'm, I'm here for I'm it. I'm sticking with it. Uh, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong versus whoever else this is an awesome issue yeah it's i love pretty this cool. i love this comic it's so stupid it's so fun and it's like it reads just like a, a godzilla comic that's what's so fun about it is that it's like it's a godzilla story this is how you would tell a godzilla story if you had a bunch of superheroes in it but the cool thing about it too is the dc was really smart to be like hey we've got this like absence of justice league comics that we've planned into our line let's do a godzilla crossover with it yep and Super it's smart. actually it's really good and it, it's just really fun and it really feeds into all of the cool things that they can do with it honestly the fact that they they brought Grodd in with the Kong stuff and mm-hmm. like oh my god it's so clever if you also if you are looking to follow the artist we mentioned Kimmy Convery it's Kimberly Convery K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y 
C-O-N-V-E-R-Y. Yes. She just is awesome. at Kimberly Convery. Yes. That is very the good to local do. Portland Maine artist. Yep. Uh, Sorry. Ter- but yeah, Godzilla versus Kong and Justice League is good. Yes. And also Night Terrors, the Nightmare League hardcover is out. Ooh. Lonely Castle in the Mirror manga is out. Lotus Land, number four, the comic that no one reads. Yeah, I forgot to look at it. Luke Cage Gang War, number four. Another one I forgot to look he at. He has a silly outfit. Uh, let's see what else we got here. We've got Marvel, Se- Marvel Super Secret Hero Wars. I Wars. am so into the nerd minutiae of this comic. Like, I don't, like, I'm not going to buy it. I think it's very funny. It's it's so funny, and I wish that they had leaned into it in the way that they it could have sold it better. I think that it if would Marvel have sold put it out better. less comics, it they and had this be one of their comics, yeah. maybe they could have sold it a little better. I think but if basically, they had sold it based on the pitch, yeah. Here, please give us the pitch. So the pitch is that if you recall back in the day, there was a comic called Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars, and it was a big crossover and it was popular. And there was a line of action figures that tied in with this series. And in that line of action figures, some of the action figures you could buy were Iceman, Falcon, and Daredevil. However, if you read the crossover series, you would know that neither of none of those characters featured in the crossover itself. Also, another thing that was interesting about these action figures was that they all had Captain America style shields that had lenticular articulation that had secret messages in them. So Marvel, in its somehow today wisdom, pitched a four-issue Secret Wars miniseries that literally takes place between two very specific panels of one issue of Secret Wars that wraps those characters that had action figures that weren't in the series into the story. So now if they do it in the future, they can literally put these comics in the middle of it and yes. actually actually it's make it try to make it yep. seem like and with everything being recolored, you probably wouldn't even necessarily yeah, notice so that they've sandwiched these two things in there. And then also they explain the shields yep. part of it as well somehow, which I didn't quite pick up on. But, that um, was like the first issue. They were like bringing the shields in. Yeah, second. but the the two panels is like literally. There's like one right after Spider Man gets his black costume in issue eight. He's like, I'm hungry. I'm gonna go get a snack. And then the next panel, he's like, Oh, I found the snacks. So this whole four issue miniseries takes place between those two very specific panels. And I think it is. It has Chef's to be, kiss. It has to be the nerdiest <laughs> fucking thing. It is even in comics that has ever happened. And and it is definitely like it's it's Tom DeFalco, I think, and uh and and Patrick O'Leaf. And so it's like classic kind of like eighties, nineties Marvels, Marvel Marvel creators doing it. So it has that kind of feel. It's not quite it like does, Mike yeah. Zach drawing it, no, which I guess couldn't have happened for some reason, but because um, it's the only thing that's still could. alive. I think Zach is still alive. Oh. I there you know. go. Maybe I he's just, problematic now. I haven't seen him do anything. Well, I mean, he did do a lot of Punisher comics, so maybe he did. <laughs> maybe he has a bunch of hot takes on the Punisher yes, and he's law right enforcement. Up there with uh, Mike Barron and uh, Chuck Dixon. Yep. Um, and Chuck Biscuits, and drummer Ch- for Glendale. Oh man, you know I did. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna diverge <laughs> oh, no. for a second. So I subbed on uh, my friend Morgan and I have uh collections of just like crappy uh records that we buy at like goodwill and stuff yes. 
and we subbed for the Irish radio show. Oh, God. Uh, but we didn't play Irish music. We just played our crappy records. Uh-huh. And I used it as an excuse to play the Glenn Danzig and the Power and the Fury Orchestra. Love that fucking song. Which is so good. Oh, my God. And it's, speaking of Chuck Biscuits, it's yeah. Danzig without John Christ yep. and a bunch of backup singers yeah. doing basically like a Roy Orbison, Roy Orbison imitation which is also the theme song of the movie Less Than Zero. Which, which was also at the same time he had written the song for Roy Orbison. Which is also on the soundtrack, and he which I almost also, played on the radio show. And he had also written a song for Johnny Cash at that time. No, I didn't read that called, one. Called, I think, I 13 or something. Oh, like. is that the one that ended up on the Johnny Cash record? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. This one is the, the Less Than Zero soundtrack, which used to be able to buy in dollar bins. Oh. Um it has, has that Enigata De Vita cover by Slayer. <laughs> yeah. fucking rules. <laughs> it also has poison on it. Oh. Does it? Yeah, but it I also mean, has it was that was the original um good stuff on it. That was the original um it's a funky cold Medina or it's like Tone Loke. Oh, what? Uh is it Tone Loke? Or is it LL Cool J? It is oh, LL Cool J. It's LL Cool J. And what it, LL it's, song is on there? Is it going back? Going to back to Cali, and okay, that's yeah. yeah, that's the original. That's where it came out. It okay, was not on that the makes sense. yeah, but it has Walk, so Glenn like a, walking with a panther. Is that the one that's on? Uh, in the 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 old Cool J album, yeah. But it was originally on the Less Than Zero soundtrack, uh, which is a movie made from a Brett Easton Ellis novel uh, about cocaine addicts from Los Angeles, starring future Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. and future uh, Ultron. Oh yeah, <laughs> James Spader is in yeah, it too. That, yeah, basically the, like the Ultron thing movie. was a was one hundred percent a like like a sequel to less than zero. Oh basically. man, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. And then Danzig wrote a song for Roy Orbison, which is actually very good. Very good. And then also does his own, which is literally the proto Danzig. It's like between Sam Hain and Danzig, so this one song, Glenn Danzig and the power and the fury orchestra, which is Danzig minus John Christ and backup oh. singers. And it's, uh, and it's the less, and it is the soundtrack. Yeah song the theme song of a Badass. movie where robert downey jr dies of a c- overdosing on cocaine. oh man <laughs> spoiler alert yeah and like a yeah it is a spoiler and actually, definitely a it, definitely, definitely a uh, uh, a path less traveled for that poor gentleman luckily he is no longer poor and uh <laughs> no is, longer a cocaine addict and even if he happened to become one again he could buy his way uh, exactly. into rehab a million <laughs> times over uh mech cadets number six of six is out and one of my favorite things of the week is here. It is the Mezco T- Monsters Tower of Fear five points action figure set. And yes, I bought myself one of them and I have it waiting to go home tonight. It is a hundred dollar box set. Ooh. It is a giant like it's a monster house full of monsters. Uh, come on. How that could I cool. not? It's I so fucking it. cool. It's, it's out back. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was too big to put anywhere up front. <laughs> but it's so good. Anyway, uh, Midlife or How to Hero at 50, number five. Yep. Knights, number five is out. Looks like a fun book. Yeah. Uh, Nightwing, number 111 is out. Now hear good things about this Nightwing character. Yeah. Um if you're into uh, if you're into shrinkage, there's a good uh, him naked uh, doing uh, making Nightwing angels in the snow. All right. And one of my favorite books of this week would be Predator: The Last Hunt. Looks good. 
There's a great, I mean, listen, you know how comics are. They love to have a good capper at the end. And this one was a particularly good capper because it's a character I really like. It's not somebody who's going to really shock you that much. You've seen them show up in the Predator comics before, but my God, I love this character. And, uh, and it's also, it also centers around the character that we've been seeing for a while here. The synthetic who is basically just killing predators. Nice. And there's a big something going on. And then this weird character and some other weird stuff. It's great. I, I really loved this. This is one of the best predator books I've read in a while. Cool. And it's a number one. It is. And rise of the powers of X. Number two is out. Yes, it is very confusing. <laughs> I liked it, but yes, it is. It is definitely one that is like you cannot just breeze through this. Yeah. I've read worse X Men comics. Uh, I've read worse Savage Dragon comics because Savage Dragon number two sixty eight is out this week. I bought it. Yeah, you did. I you did. Were, you were like, what? I was you, like, I I'm going to sell this in. for more than I paid for it in six to eight months. You Absolutely. came into the store and you said, what's the comic on the shelf that has the most gallons of jizz per panel? And I said, <laughs> oh, why, that would, of course, be Savage Dragon, sir. And then I thought, what also has <laughs> public domain Mickey Mouse? <laughs> on, a panel, on a page directly on the other side of it. <laughs> So yes, uh, public domain Mickey Mouse does appear in the new Savage Dragon, and some I uh, just I highly recommend it. And sexual also, stuff don't and... buy it if you are grossed out by gallons of jizz. Yeah, it is because there's a lot of jizz in it. Yep. I mean, if you have read Savage Dragon going in the past, you know that he you can... know that it's at least a possibility. <laughs> it's always at this point, it's always a possibility, it's, and it's uh, a possibility uh, in this comic. It's a certain. It's a fucking certainty. <laughs> But public domain, public domain Mickey Mouse. I guess it's not the the opposite exact panel. It doesn't matter. It's in the same comic. It's several pages later. Uh, Mickey Mouse, is that you? Say, are you the Savage <laughs> Dragon? Close of, enough. Of course. I mean, of course, Mickey Mouse is going to recognize Savage Dragon. He's and of just course, the first person who's going to capitalize on public domain Mickey Mouse in a mainstream ish comic is Ish. definitely going to be Eric Larson because what do you mean Captain man. Tootsie Roll is not <laughs> that wasn't him oh, oh that's man. so weird I'm into it uh, despite all the gallons of jizz <laughs> don't care uh no we've shame. got uh we have extra new printings of six fingers oh uh, yeah this week because it's sold out. Sold out, because it's going to be a hit TV show, comic book movie. Yes, and we have Skeeters, number three of four. Oh, yeah. Skeeters is a great comic. It is. It's fun. I love it. What about Skeeters? It sure is. We have a bunch of other weird stuff, including uh, Space Invaders playing cards. Mm. Pretty awesome. Uh, we have Space Usagi, Ooh. Death and Honor, number three. What about Sentry? We do. I skipped over it because I hate that book so much. Oh, okay. It sucks. But, don't buy it. Wait, no, you should buy it. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I hate the Sentry character. This actually yeah. has been interesting. This has been a weird one, but again, I know this is this is the kind of minutia that like comic fans should not get bogged down in, and I should, of all people, I should not be someone bogged down in this, but the power level of the Sentry and the power level that they're displaying being given out to everyone who has parts of the century's power in this series. Mm. Uh, whatever's happening here, 
Sentry exploded and bits of his powers went to a gajillion people Mm -hmm. and they're all meeting each other. And now there's a heroes type thing going on with one person who wants to kill off all the Sentry people and take the power for themselves. It's basically the same thing that it's heroes. Star Brand when the new 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 universe. Exactly. It's literally the exact same story. It's kind of of a derivative story. It's Star Blast for the new. Yeah. And it's just. It's heroes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Which is also Star Blast. <laughs> and we got uh, Spawn number 350. Historic. Because there have never been 350 issues of Spawn out before. Correct. So it is historic. Wait for historic issue 351 because there have never been that many <laughs> out either. And Man, continuing I, my on. My favorite historic issue of Spawn was 357. Oh. Or 257. <laughs> that was. That was historic. That was very historic because at that time there had never been 257 oh, issues of uh, Spawn. Uh, oh, my God. I didn't see. Oh, fuck. I forgot about this fucking cover. Uh, sorry. Uh, Spider Boy is out. And it wasn't bad. No, no. It's, I mean, it's, honestly, like. The book's great. I think it's fine. For, it's it's not better than thing. the X-Men comics. <laughs> it's not my thing, but it's fine. Uh, but Spider Boy has the dumbest cover. The uh, there's a instead of the so you got your punk rock Spider Man, uh-huh. but we have the first appearance of your heavy metal Spider Man oh. on this cover, and he's got long hair. He's got like real hesh hair. He's <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's fucking ridiculous. He looks like Blackie Lawless with a Spider Man costume on. It is ridiculous. Yeah, which I kind of love. I sure. mean, ridiculous is great. Um, we let's all see. know how Spider-Gwen started. Exactly. Cover. And speak of the devil, Spider-Gwen, we have the uh, the big collection, the big epic collection this week. Epic. We've got Spider-Woman number four. Of oh, Moore. so remember earlier when I mentioned uh, characters, well, I can't even remember the segue I was trying to make, but basically they do that thing in the Spider-Woman comic where she's been looking for her, her kid. Yep. And then she finds her kid. And guess what happened? The kid has been artificially aged yep. to adulthood and is now a villain. Who would have thought it? And the only thing that signifies this Spider-Woman comic as being in any way different from the thousand times Marvel and DC have done this in the past is that at the end, she's like, this really sucks. I need a friend. And she asks Captain Marvel to hang out with her because she actually indicates that it might be traumatic yeah. to have your own child snatched away from you as an infant aged to adulthood by a terrorist organization (laughs) and then weaponized against you as a fucking supervillain why these fucking comic why why like why would you fucking make like why like just kill the fucking baby (laughs) if you're gonna do it if you're gonna do something yep just like come on like boo boo absolute biggest possible boo and the only even kind of saving of it is that she like at least in story recognizes that it's traumatic i do like that i think that's an interesting way that we have grown as (laughs) as storytellers still fridge fucking characters left and right but will indicate that the fridging of them actually might have an emotional impact on the main characters just like in star trek number 17 where oh, yeah. they're all where that happens. Uh, Star Wars number forty three is out, featuring Luke. We have a th- <laughs> yes, we have a thing called sunflowers. Oh yeah, what is it? I don't know. I don't it know. is a exploration of what it is like to live with 
bipolar disorder. Ooh, that sounds sad. It definitely is. It is something that, like, I don't want to, like, it's not for me, but there is a person who it is for. And I did notice that you sold some copies of it. Yeah, yeah. Just today, because there were more than one, and now there's only one. Oh, yeah. And I think there was more than two. Oh, yeah. And now there's no, I ordered, I ordered a few. Yeah. So that's so interesting. People are interested in it. Uh, Superman, number 11. I didn't read it, but uh, I like this run. There's a really... Some people don't. There's a pretty good Libra Mayho cover as well. Oh, nice. With That has that has a happy Superman and a crypto. I like Libra Mayho drawing something happy. He's it's, one of the cover artists for the new EC books. I know. I saw that. And his covers look gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very exciting. Uh, we were talking those. off mic about that, I believe. Right. Right. Uh, but yes, uh, that is a thing. EC Comics is returning yes. and being published by Oni now, which yes. is kind of cool. So looking forward to that. Well, being licensed by Oni. Well, right. Exactly. But it's the cool thing about it is that they're not, to me, that they're not trying to do just like, it's new Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. It's new. It's a new thing. Whatever. It's like, I can't, it's like Tales of yeah. Space Madness or whatever. Remember, I can't remember yeah, the titles. Yeah. But like it's cool that they're doing new titles and yeah. that it has other than Brian Azzarello, all type top tier creators. <laughs> We've got T Dragon Tapestry, <laughs> uh graphic novel. I think that's a new one. I can't remember. It's another one of the T Dragon stories that everybody loves. Cool. Uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Reborn Volume Eight. Reborn. And we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tor- Tortles. Tortles. Source book. Uh, in case you need to know, Neenage Mutant Needle Teetles. Needle We got Titans number eight. Yep. We've got. That's it. <laughs> That's all we've got. That's all we've got. That's the last comic book. That's is Walking Dead. Next? I think literally we ran. I think I ran out of memory here or something. Oh, there it goes. It would not lo- would not fucking load. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man number oh, yeah. two would be where it's at. I was just talking about this. Man, it almost pisses me off how good this book is. Yeah, I like it. This is like, this is exactly what they needed to do. This is the exact story. Like, everything they're doing, this is like right choices at every juncture. Like, you can do anything here. This world is so open the way that they created this. Uh, And I think that is, that has to be placed at the feet of Jonathan Hickman and congratulations, Jonathan Hickman. Good job. I will give him kudos where deserved. And in this case, deserved. Yeah. This is like, you could kill Peter Parker next issue. If you felt like it, yep. you know, like this world is so wide open right now. It's amazing. It's cool. Um, Void rivals volume one trade paperback Ooh. is out. Walking dead. Deluxe 83 is out. Deluxe. Witch Hat Altier Kitchen Volume Two. What is out. Witch Hat Altier Kitchen? It's like a. It's just a spinoff that's like okay. about the food. All right. It's like a cozy. I love the version. art in this manga. I mean, it's the, like probably the best illustrated manga that I've ever seen. Witch Hat Altier is like beautiful. It is, and in this like panel layout, it's like you could Atel- like teach Atelier. courses in college. I always said Atelier. Uh, oh, that might be it. Maybe it's a word that I don't know. It's French oh, is sounding it? to me. It's sure. Witch Hat. Either way, like uh, if you're studying panel layouts, like you're gonna study Witch Hat. Like it's oh, like. It's- absolutely like yep. like it's almost hard to describe the panel layout science of this book without using a computer 
Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's very cool. It's real good stuff. Yeah. So um, I don't know what kitchen is, but that sounds cool. Yeah, I think I think the kitchen one is just like is focusing on the cozier aspects of the story. Cool. Which it's already a pretty goddamn cozy story. But, yeah. Uh, uh, even cozier. Uh, Wonder Woman number six. Yep. Is out. Seems to actually be selling this time for some reason. I don't know why. Interesting. Wonder Woman hasn't been selling at all for a while. Uh, but you know what is selling and is great? X-Force number 49. I bought it. It's great. It's my beast and my Wonder Man. Yeah, I, The fact that Wonder Man's in it is mind-blowing. Oh, man. The scene where he finds him is fucking, like, just, like, yeah. I think it's, like, it's the reason why I was so mad at this evil beast bullshit is that I knew they were just setting me up to feel fucking crazy feelings for like when he comes back. And absolutely I was right because like when he finds Wonder Man and Wonder Man's just like, I like, I like, I don't know what happened to you. Like what the fuck dude? Like you just bailed. Like you were like all about like this different shit. And I'm just like here being Wonder Man trying to be cool with my friend and you didn't have any time for me. And then this is like beast from when they were friends being like, Oh, you're like my best friend. What the fuck happened to me? Like, uh, like it's great, and the art's good, and uh, it's it's totally worth it. I uh, I'm psyched for number fifty when they murder the fuck out of that shitty beast, yep. <laughs> and we have like just the good beast that's like the one that we remember from when yep. the beast was cool. Uh, and on a similar front, we have yokai cats number seven. Oh, I love when they come back from being evil <laughs> yokai cats. <laughs> Actually, they're kind of always evil yokai they're, cats. No, they're they're adorable. About a yokai or a cat. Well, a yokai is a Japanese spirit, and uh, they tend to imbue certain things. Uh, there's like an umbrella that has one eye that is the spirit of umbrellas. There's like kappas are considered some of them. Is there a toilet one? There's a toilet one. There's like a billion different ones. There's literally, it's like. I don't actually know. I I was corrected on this at some point because I I believe I I assumed it was part of Shinto and I don't think it is. It's something else. But uh, it's it's a fascinating little thing. Watch. uh, I think it's called 101 Ghosts. Amazing movie from the (laughs) 60s. And it's just a bunch of crazy monsters. And it's that's what it's about. Cool. But this is cats that are imbuing those certain things. So one of them's a cloud. One of them's a weird snake creature. One of you know, and they just behave. Nothing could be more terrifying. They're adorable. But they're all like living with their owners and just being weird. And just like sometimes it rains because this one's a cloud, you know? That's just how it goes. It's adorable. Anyway, uh, Zorro, Man of the Dead, is our last issue, our last book this week. Um, I kind of can't say enough good stuff about this book, to be honest. I am just now realizing that I forgot to buy one and I feel stupid. This is probably, I mean, I know that this is somebody who is a friend of mine and all of that. And I really hope he doesn't listen to this because I really don't want to say nice things to him. <laughs> um, but uh, no, <laughs> if you just write them down on a piece of paper, I'll say them. I just, the thing is I could swear that this will be something that is going to be remembered for a very long time. And I think that when I look at his art in this book and the direction he's going, there are not, I couldn't, I don't think I could count on my hand the number of artists who I think will be remembered the way Sean will for the type of art that he is putting out right now. Nice. Like, I mean, in this generation of artists, I think he is at the top of the game. And this, and I think this is the best thing he's ever done. 
Like I think this is his best art. I think the the thing I always liked about Murphy's art is that the same thing that I liked about Darwin Cook's art when he was still alive, and the same thing I like about any artist that's producing is like when there's energy to it, where you yes. can tell that the person you can feel the movement of the hand on the other side of the page, like where there's like a direct, like kind of bridge between that. And I always feel that way about his art. It's people say like, Oh, it's sketchy or whatever, but like Mm. that's, it's not sketchy. It's, it's got life because Because you see the backgrounds and it's like, you know, that's not sketchy at all. That is a right level of draftsmanship in his buildings is like, absolutely. But it's also drawn in a way that has like, motion and like and movement to it and that's why you will like a jack kirby versus uh you know like i don't know anyone else that isn't jack kirby like from to make a correlation beyond the today's day or whatever but like there's you know there's speed there's accuracy there's like all these things within it and i think that he i can without having even looked at this issue, totally yeah. understand where you're coming from. And it's just, the, the thing is he, he really cares about this property, which is cool. Like he was obsessed with this. I mean, you could see it even in his white knight stuff because he basically turned Alfred into Zorro. Like he wanted him to be a swashbuckler and he was like, he had all these swashbuckling elements. He literally, he had a custom commissioned sword made specifically so that he could see how to draw the in like he had an idea of what the filigree would look like but he knew that it was going to be complicated to see it from different angles when it was when he was fencing with it so he had the sword made physically it's an excuse a hundred (laughs) percent he wanted a sword but it looks fucking cool as hell (laughs) so Um, that's cool it's super good and you know like and he really did appreciate it I can promise you that there was an Alex Toth uh, Zorro in his bathroom like (laughs) like like the omnibus of the Zorro comics oh nice in his bathroom for like two years leading up to this I'm very sorry to say this but Toth I know I know (laughs) every single time I'm like oh god yeah no wait did I really did I say Toth you did oh weird you did no. If you had said Toth, I wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, but no, the the Alex yeah, Toth. His, his uh, full name is Tother. Like sure. Tother Grace. Oh, Tother Grace. Everyone's favorite actor. Uh, everyone's favorite Venom. Yes. The best. Uh, but no, this is cool. So yeah, the, and you should also mention that the Zaros that you have in store are. Oh, they're all signed. Signed. Yes. Yep, everything's signed. signed. Uh, I do apologize that we do have to mark those up, but I mean, we're really like hurting sean if we don't do that too it's nice for us sean's doing us a favor so we can make extra money which is important because you know we need to make extra money especially in the winter uh but also it's like it is it's it's a bad look to have his stuff like not yeah (laughs) no it's a premium you're adding to it not that not that there's you know, we. I don't want to be the person that's devaluing his signature. <laughs> well, and of course you devalue it pre-signature to its no longer yeah, yeah. mint condition exactly. and then elevate it to right. the price that it is that exactly. you've elevated it to. Because, of course, we recognize that once something is signed, that is no exactly. longer mint condition. It's garbage. Uh, whatever. These it's books are literally cherry. trash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and so that's it. Those are the comics this week. Um, and we actually got to trades and stuff because yeah. I, 
because I we did the computer was looking at the computer instead of looking at uh, piles of crap piles of comics because uh, <laughs> we were looking at digital images of the things that we call crap <laughs> uh, I call everything crap so that's that you doesn't do. mean much I know it it's, it's true that it's is my <laughs> very very much on brand for you what do you want, man? I it's, want... It's the punk rock. I want it's you the, to be happy, goddammit. The punk rock has made me too punk rock. Yeah. Uh, right. Fine. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. Follow us at Coast City Comics uh, and follow us at uh, I'm Actually Comics and yep. follow Bob at Dollar Binge. Thank you. And uh, and also buy stuff from Coast City Comics. It helps us. We the appreciate most it. important part. That is a very important part. That's why we do this and yep. we... We appreciate it. We don't do ads for anything. We don't even do ads for the other dumb podcasts. So, you know, and you know what? You can also get uh, one of our Ask Me About My Terrible Podcast <laughs> t-shirts online. It's yes. right there on the website if you need one. If you have a terrible podcast yourself and want to encourage people, I can tell you one thing. It works. You should make a variant that's Ask Me About My Amazing Podcast because <laughs> that's I, the one I would wear. I will tell you. Ask Me About My Terrible Podcast has 100% made people ask me about my terrible podcast. It's very nice. funny. Uh, I would never have imagined Which it. terrible podcast do you tell them about? I tell them about both. Oh, okay. I'm like, hey, both of them. Huh. I have two terrible podcasts. All podcasts are terrible. Everything is terrible. No. No, it's not. No. It's self-effacing. It's adorable. Deal with we it. We love it. Anyway, uh, thank you again, and we will see you next week. Good yes. night. Bye.